0: There are some things to see, because we talked about it some this morning, that uh, you and I, Jesus said we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Now obviously that is uh, with uh, reference to we're not sinners, we're born again, but The fact that he said we're of the world, or that we're not of the world. We're in it, but not of it. The Bible makes it very plain. It says whenever a person, a human being, is born into this planet, they're born spiritually dead. Because they are of Adam. They're connected to Adam. They're connected to spiritual death. Well... What came was spiritual death? The curse and everything associated with the curse. I can't hear myself at all, 'all. y'all. If you could turn me up just a little bit. Thank you. Uh, But everything connected to spiritual death was the curse. Amen. Well, when Christ redeemed us, how how did he have a right to redeem us? We believed in our heart. And confessed with our mouth that we had a Lord, Jesus. Well, when we confess the Lordship of Jesus, God became our Father. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, of Him, God, are you, us, in Christ. So when I became in Christ, I became of God. I became of the kingdom. All right? So anything that I'm of is my source. Hallelujah. So sometimes it's kind of oversimplified. But when we say our job is not our source, it's not. It's not our source as long as I'm putting my confidence in what I'm of hallelujah Matthew chapter 6 and uh now these are familiar verses for us I, I bounce around back to the kingdom regularly and uh notice well let me let me see for the sake of time uh, verse 31 Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now, understand, that is not a request. That's a directive. Amen. Right? I, I, have, I have individuals in here that were, were in the military, others that are still in the military, And you receive directives in the military, not suggestions. Is that right? They don't suggest, they direct. This is not a suggestion by Jesus. He says, in light of what I've said to you, how God takes care of the birds and God takes care of the grass, you're much better than the fowls of the air. He said, therefore, in light of that, don't take thought. Not one anxious thought. Now, there's a reason for this. What do we not take thought about? What we'll eat, what we'll drink, wherewithal shall we be clothed? After all these things the Gentiles seek. After all these things those that are of the world seek. If you're of the world and the world goes through shortage, you're going to go through shortage because you're of the world. There's no way to fix that. If I'm of the world, I got to go through what the world goes through. I got I to I have the same problems they have. Mm. But he says, You're, here's, here's why you don't say that. Your heavenly father knows what you, that you have need of all these things. But you seek first the kingdom of God. And His righteousness, His way of doing and being right. And all these things shall be added to you. Hallelujah. I've got to let heaven be my treasury. I've got to let heaven be my supply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then regardless of what happens on the earth, I have a bank account that's not subject to the times. Hallelujah. Your, your financial security is not subject to the times because it's hooked up to another source. Oh, hallelujah. That's so important because when, when I come to understand that, hallelujah, you know, people will say, well, um, well you know, pastor, there's, uh, you know, there's inflation, and uh, recession. Yeah, and, and, and rust and corruption here in Matthew chapter 6 is inflation and recession. And notice who it's touching. Those that make the world their source. Is that right? Amen. He, notice what he said. Look at verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures up on earth. That doesn't mean that you don't need to to save money and and have things, but it's saying something. Your treasures do not need, your treasure does not come from what's on the earth because there's things that can affect it. Hallelujah. He said, Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, the kingdom. I'm, I'm hooked up to the kingdom, that's my source. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you'll let heaven be your financial reservoir, if you'll let heaven be your financial savings account, your bank, your depository, where you put your finances, oh, hallelujah. Regardless of what happens to the world system, you'll always have more than enough. Regardless of what happens. Because your trust, is not in the natural system. Your trust is in where you're of of the kingdom. Oh hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> look look at 1 Timothy 6. Oh hallelujah. You know that's why, in all honesty, you got to decide what flow you're of. You're you're listen. You're either of the of the carnal flow, or the spiritual flow. You're you're either getting your information from a carnal source or a spiritual source. I, I'll say it again, what I said today. People ask me why don't you watch the news. Two reasons. It's not my flow. I don't have a carnal flow. I'm not in a carnal flow. Number two, I don't believe them. I don't believe a word they say. I'm not being political. I'm just telling you, how many times do you have to be lied to before you quit believing them? Amen. And, and, and what people do is they get all worked up because of what they hear. And you hear it on everything. You hear it on CNN. You hear it on MSNBC. You, you hear it on Fox. You hear it on News Nation. You hear it, yeah I, I'm going to say it. You hear it on victory.. Yep. Amen. You hear Christians on victory with a knee-jerk reaction. Oh God, everything's going. Everything's going to pot." No, it's not. Amen. The Bible says that gross darkness will cover the earth. But the light of the righteous will be shining. Light cannot be overcome by darkness. Darkness cannot overcome light. It will never happen. Amen. And the things that the darkness is allowing cannot overcome us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. That's worth coming church for. 1 Timothy 6, 17, I didn't even get there, I started, notice this, charge them that are rich in this world, that they're not high-minded, or trust in uncertain riches, or the uncertainty of riches. Now notice, he, he did not warn against riches, he warned against trusting in riches because they are uncertain. Right? What, what do they call cash in terms of assets? Liquid assets. It's liquid. It's movable. There, there, there are certain investments and things that you have, you can't touch them. You can't, you can't withdraw them and take them, you'll get a penalty. They're not liquid. Right? But the cash in your pocket is liquid. You can take it to the store. You can withdraw it. You can, right? It, what, what, why is that? It's uncertain. Money is uncertain. The financial system of the world is very uncertain. Would it help you if I told you heaven's never had a recession? That there is no inflation in heaven? That's where your system is originated, right? (laughs) Don't trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good, be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, or in other words, to be generous. Now, he's telling you how you're supposed to act and what your mindset is supposed to be. Let's go back over it again. We trust, number one, in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, be generous, be sociable, laying up for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Lay up a good foundation for the time to come when you'll need it. Learn to exercise your faith that this money is there when you need it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You got to learn to exercise your faith that it's there. That, that, That account is full. I have a heavenly account that's full. Mm, glory to God. When they say recession times are here, we say, no, refreshing times are here. Amen. Amen. You know, you learned Wednesday night that faith operates largely on what you're expecting. Amen. Is that right? Is that what, is that what Pastor Ron taught? It was, wasn't it? it was a good message, wasn't it? Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Faith works both ways. And if you got faith that you're going to struggle, you're going to struggle. If you got faith that this thing can affect you, it'll affect you because that's the picture you have. But if I got a picture of overcoming, amen, what are you expecting? I'll tell you what you should be expecting. Bonuses. Raises. Jobs and better jobs increase amen gifts and surprises checks in the mail if you heard uh six days of faith i'm telling you i'm expecting biggins any y'all expecting biggins what you say what's that mean big checks big checks in the mail oh glory to god amen 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 we went to the post office box. My wife went to the post office box the other day. Uh, over here, the church post office box. You know what was in the mail? Biggin. Biggin. Amen. Hallelujah. We, 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 we called uh, Brother Jim and asked him to check a certain account because we were, we were doing some things. And uh, he told us what was in the account. You know what had just been deposited in that account? Biggin. Who deposited it? I don't know, but it was big. I don't care. I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting big financial harvest. I'm expecting for our vats to be full and overflowing. That means, that means if you're greeting and you see a little dog outside and he's got a bag in his mouth, let the dog in. The money's coming to us right now. Money is coming to you right now. Glory to God. Amen. Do, do you see that? that that's what you got to believe. Every morning when you get up, money is looking for you. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. 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 In, in the book of Hebrews, where it makes this statement, it says, uh, uh, Do not cast, therefore, away your confidence that has great recompense of reward. Yes. The word recompense. Is the word mythsa, M I T H S A in uh, 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 Greek, mythsa podosia, P O D E S I A. It's where we get our word for podiatrist or podiatry, where you know what a podiatrist is, right? He's a foot doctor. In the Greek, that verse in Hebrew says this money has feet and it's running to you. To <sighs> to Did Jesus say you would have what you say? Did Jesus say you would have what you say? So right now, money is coming to me now. Money's coming to me now. Money's coming to me now. Right now. It's looking for me. Has my address. Glory to God. When you go to your mailbox and there's a biggin, money just come to you. Hallelujah. Now, I know there are people that take that kind of thing and exploit it, but that's the Bible. That's what the Bible says. Am am I helping you with this? When Jesus told Peter, they're coming back from a meeting, and some religious folks said, does your master, now now, see, people have not talked about this correctly. They said, does your master, they say that it says, does your master pay taxes? The tax was the temple tax it was the temple of God, right? Jesus was the son of, reckon the son of God would have to pay taxes to worship in his father's house. That was the problem because Jesus talked to Peter and said, is it the children, right, that have to pay taxes or is it those in the world? And Peter said, basically those in the world. He said, okay, so you got it, right? It's my father's house. I don't have to pay taxes for my father's house. But he said, so they won't be offended. Go to the lake and the first fish. Here's what religion said. See, Jesus was so poor, had to have money in the fish mouth. Jesus' ministry was so blessed that Judas was skimming off the top and nobody knew it. And, and you know, for it to be worth skimming, he had to be taken a good amount. You ever known any crooks? Y'all act like you've been never known any crooks. I, I've known some crooks. And they, and they weren't crooked just for a few dollars. Right now I'm I'm almost done. Bear with me. So he didn't need the money. He's showing us something. He he said, the first fish you catch, there'll be money in his mouth. Now it wasn't a Jesus trick. You're gonna have what you say. The, the revelation he's trying to get you is this. Ever how I got to get it to you? I'll get it to you. But it's coming to you now. When's it coming? Now. When's it coming? Now. Is it on its way? Yes. It's coming when? Now. Your money to be debt free is coming. Your, your money to pay that bill off is. Now. Hallelujah. That's got to be your declaration. When you you pull up to your house, call it paid for. Paid for. I call you paid for. Right? The Bible says that God brought all the animals to Adam to see what he would call them. The word call is the word name. Name. It means what? He would name them. And it says, whatever the man named them, that was the name of it. Whatever you have named your house is what your house is going to be. If you've named it paid for, it's going to be paid for. Whatever you've named it. Oh, hallelujah. That's not my message. But nonetheless, that's how it is. Jesus said, you'll have what you say. Notice he didn't say you'll have what God said. He said you'd have what you say. For you to have what God said, you got to believe what you say. If you don't believe what you say, you'll never have what God said. That's why he put it in that that context. You got to believe what you say. If any man will say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what? he says, comes to pass. You'll have whatever you say. Oh, hallelujah. I said it, so I'm going to have it. Now, see, that's when you settle it. And that's why you got to stay away from the maybe-isms and the might-isms. Well, I might, maybe, I hope, sort of. You can't have sort of. Right? That's like somebody saying, I'm almost positive. That's the same as not being positive. I've talked to people, I say, you know, are you going to do this? Well, I'm almost positive. So no. If you almost won, what did you do? If you're almost positive, you're not. I've had people say, well, we're almost married. That's exactly the same as not being. Well, we're together so much, we almost married, but you're not. Because almost. Right? I'm pretty sure. So you're not sure right? What are you going to have? What you say. What did Jesus tell us? He gave us guidelines for what we say. What did he say? Let your, and your, not maybe. See, you got to train yourself in that, in that way. I'm, I'm almost done with the honor. Somebody says, are you going to do something? Yes or no? Yes or no? No, nope, I'm not going to do it. Why? You're training yourself to believe what you say. If you say maybe, meaning no, you're going to train your spirit not to believe what you say. And if your spirit doesn't believe what you say, your spirit can't help you get it. Jesus' faith works so effectively because Jesus never said anything he didn't mean. He never spoke crooked speech. Mm. glory to God and 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 people wonder why some of these faith principles won't work and it's because you know people say well you know uh uh are you going to do so and so well I'm going to try well do you mean you're going to try because you've got something going on or are you just saying you're going to try so they'll leave you alone because if you're going to say you're trying and you didn't try, you lied. And liars don't believe what they say. Because they're lying. Whoa, let me move on. Right? That, that's crooked speech. Well, what if, what if I'm not sure? Then say that. I don't know if I can be there or not. I have this going on. If I get done with this in time, I'll be there. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because what? You got to believe what you say. You got to believe what you say. That's how you receive out of the faith dimension. Is you got to believe what you say. Matters what you say. That the, the man in Matthew chapter 8, he was, he was uh, so certain that his servant would be healed if Jesus just spoke the word because he understood how words carry authority. He understood in the natural that if he told a man to go, that man would go. If he told a man to come, that man would come. If he told somebody to do something, he would do it. And Jesus said it was great faith, but the man said he understood authority. you got to understand, if you're going to operate faith, you're going to use authority. But if you're going to use authority, you've got to use faith. And to use faith, you got to believe what you say. That man believed, if I tell somebody to go, they're going to go. There are believers that you know and I know, when they speak to something, they don't expect it to go. They're just going through a a pattern. There are people that have a a confession list two pages long, and they think it's going to happen because they're saying it so much. Mm -mm. Not going to happen because you're saying it so much. It only happens if you believe what you're saying what you're saying and then something won't happen and God gets the blame when they didn't believe what they said hallelujah Hallelujah. glory to God that's sheep food see I want you to work it right I I remember let me I, I don't need to preach that Glory to God. Amen. I, I, was, I was watching a minister one time, and I'm not critical of anybody. I don't want you to misunderstand this. I'm not being critical. But, but, but uh, 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 something had happened uh, to his spouse. His, his spouse had passed away. And, and I hate that. All right? I, I know this man. And, and he made a statement. He said, every day I would go over 101 healing scriptures over her. And I was sitting in my study at home watching that, and the Lord said, But what did she believe and what did he believe? Because that always bothers me. I, I, you understand? I'm a pastor, I want people to succeed. If you're saying 101 scriptures a day, but you don't believe what you're saying, well, you mean I don't believe the word? No. If you don't believe that what you're saying is going to come to pass. Then it eliminates the power of the word. I got to believe what I'm saying. I got to believe that when I say I'm the healed of the Lord. I got to believe that. I got to believe what I'm saying. Well, I believe God said it. It's not what he said. He didn't say, if you believe what God said, you'll have whatever God said. He said, if you believe what you said, you'd have whatever you say. That's the importance of it. Amen. When somebody looks at you and says, how you doing? And you say, "Uh, blessed, fully supplied, completely filled, rich, rich, rich. And you believe that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Try that out. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. Fully supplied. Completely filled. Rich, rich, rich. rich, rich. Rich. Try it one more time. Rich, rich, rich. Rich, rich, rich. Rich, rich, rich. Rich, rich, rich. You believe what you say. You believe what you say. And then then you'll answer it. I wish, I wish I would have learned 30 years ago to answer things. Answer them. You got to answer them. You got to speak to your bill. You got to say something to it. And believe what you say. You're believing to be debt free? You got to put those debts on your table. In the middle of your living room or dining room or wherever it is. And tell them, debt? Jesus said, if I'd speak to the mountain, the mountain would be removed. Now I'm commanding you. In Jesus' name, cease to exist, dematerialize, be cast into the sea. Hallelujah. You believe that? I believe what I say. I believe what I say. You got to believe what you say. And then when somebody says, How are you doing? Debt free, praise the Lord. I'm serious. Debt free. Watch, because here's what they'll say. Remember I told you this morning about thankfulness? Yeah. That, that's actually the title of my message tonight, is uh, cultivating an attitude of thanksgiving. So we'll just go into that. We'll receive the offering in a minute. <laughs> Remember I told you about thankfulness? Being thankful yeah. is one of the highest evidences that you're in faith because you're thanking God. You don't thank God after you see it. You're not. That's not thankful. If you wait to be thankful after you see it, you 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 know what? One of the evidences of unthankfulness is not saying thank you. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Somebody gives you something and you just walk off. Well, you you're ungrateful, unthankful. You didn't say thank you. Amen. So when somebody says somebody says, "How you doing?" Debt free. What 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 are you doing? Believe in what you said. Now, hear me. If you believe what you said, and you said you were debt free, how else can you answer? And you believe what you said. When you speak to your body, and you say the healing power, First Peter two twenty four is flowing through my body. It's affecting a cure in my body in the name of Jesus. It's driving out every disease, every germ, every virus. I declare by virtue of the power of the Word of God, I'm healed in Jesus' name. And then somebody says, how you doing? Healed. Yeah, but it's still there. But I'm healed. Why? I believe what I say. To get the power of what God said into my life, I got to believe what I said. Hallelujah. I got to believe what I said. Glory. Look look no notice this. Is this okay? Yes sir. Look 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 over at Romans 4. I didn't know we would be here but that's okay. Sunday nights are reserved for the moving of the Holy Ghost. Some of these things are Common to us in word and faith circles. But what I'm concerned about, and the Lord's been having me go back and teach on some of this, what I'm concerned about is that there's something that we just do by rote. And and what I mean is it's just something we word of faith people do. You know, for instance, I told you this morning I was raised Pentecostal, apostolic. All right? We believed in being baptized in Jesus' name only. If you weren't baptized in Jesus' name, you're going to hell. If you weren't filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to hell. That's what we believe. Now, that's wrong. That's incorrect doctrine, not, not any uh, uh, slight against the people. That's just wrong doctrine, right? So, <laughs> hallelujah. There were people that went to those churches, and, and, and they'd argue with you about how you were baptized, and then you'd say, well, why do you believe that? Well, because Jesus said go and 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 I and I would and 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 later on I'd say yes Jesus said go and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but Peter and Paul said to baptize them in the name of Jesus. So Peter and Paul contradicted Jesus. Because if they did, we gotta throw it all away. Can't believe anything they said. Right? No, Jesus said, go baptize them into the authority of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Baptize them into the name. The authority of the name of Jesus. Well, my point is, it's the same thing in word and faith circles. There are people that will say things, and then you say, why are you doing that? You are supposed to, by nature... Call things that be not as though they were. That's your nature. I say that's your nature. When somebody says, how are you? And you say, I'm healed. And they'll say, yeah, they're keeping a good thought. No, I'm calling what does not exist in the natural. I'm calling it. I'm calling myself that. Is is that right? Remember Hebrews 11.1? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen yet. Those things exist. They just exist in the faith dimension. Understand something. God has to create nothing more. God does not have to create anything to meet your need. The Bible says God has rested from all his works. Okay, hold your place there in Romans 4. Go over to Ephesians 2. Oh, glory. Um, 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 We're going to get this. Tell your neighbor, we're going to get this. Hallelujah. This is so important. Pastor Michelle was preaching the other night. And she was talking about how God had moved on us to minister on the blood covenant. The covenant of blood. We we ministered over 20 weeks on that. We had 22 weeks of a covenant of healing. I mean you put those together. We got 44 weeks. You just got to stay with it. You got to keep chopping wood. Amen. You got to keep pounding the rock. You know what I'm saying? Because we're going to get it. We're going to get it to the point that when you say something, you know that you know that you know that you know that you know you have what you say. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified Bible if I could, because this is so important. I want want you to see something. Uh, this This is so crucial to our faith. If you'll get what I'm about to show you, you'll never worry another day in your life. You'll never be concerned another day. Uh, uh, Notice Ephesians 2.10 amplified. We're God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works. Now here, here you go, watch. Which God predestined, planned beforehand. Now wait a minute. Let's hold that right there. These works are predestined. They were planned before. Everybody say out loud, I have a plan from God for my life. See, it's planned beforehand for us, taking paths he prepared ahead of time. So the path is already prepared. I got to get on it. See, that's a good place to say, I'm on the plan of God for my life. And then he says, notice, he he prepared them ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life. The good life that he prearranged. And made ready. For us to live. What do we get out of these verses? It's predestined. It's planned beforehand. It's prearranged. And it's made ready. God doesn't have to fix this up now. He doesn't have to create anything for you to live that life. When, When I have an issue. I take this verse to God. And I say now father none of this caught you off guard. All the provision I need is in the plan. And because all the provision is in the plan, I say right now, I receive it. That's it. I believe what I say. Hallelujah. You'll hear people say, well, none of this caught God off guard, and he's going to make a way. Already made a way. The way's already made. Now, notice, I may not see it. What do I have to do? Call for it. Call for it. Call for it. Father, none of this caught you off guard. I call for the abundance. It's mine in the plan. In the name of Jesus. I receive it. I have it. It's mine now. See? And sometimes that just becomes faith jargon. You know, you faith people. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's God jargon. Do you remember what the book of Isaiah said about the Lord, about God? It said, it said, He speaks of the end. He declares the end from the beginning. How can He declare the end from the beginning? He prearranged, planned before, and made ready the path you should be walking in. So he knows what it's supposed to be. That's why I tell the Lord every day, every day of the world, I say, Father, I receive your plan for my life. I receive your plan by faith. I receive your plan, nothing wavering. I receive your plan, sight unseen. Every day of the world, I tell the Lord that because I want him to know I receive it. And everyone I face, the plan has the provision for it. Glory to God. Well, you know, the doctor said this. It didn't catch God off guard. You go to God and you say, Father, this diagnosis did not catch you off guard. I receive my healing from the plan now. Because it's there. The good life. The healed life. The prosperous life. The blessed life. It's already prearranged. How much? Listen, that's, that's better than heat em and eat ems. Y'all know what heat and eat are? It's prearranged, it's pre packaged. When you got born again, the plan came. Hallelujah. Say it out loud my good life has been planned beforehand, prearranged, made ready by God Himself. And I receive it now because I have what I say. If it's not in the plan, don't expect it. Hallelujah. See, He told us what to expect. Living the good life. Well, you know, Pastor, but we all face challenges. Yes, we do. But in the middle of a challenge, I have what I say. I have what I say. You don't have to fall apart under the pressure because you come under attack. You still have what you say. Hallelujah. When When Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, the storms raging, wind and the waves. Remember what the disciples said? Lord, don't you care? We're going to perish. You know, I'm glad Jesus woke up or we'd have read about, the last thing we read about them boys was they all drowned. Right? Now why? I know that sounds simple. Why? They were going to have what they said. They were going to have what they were saying. Jesus woke up. And it says he spoke. Now, why did the wind cease and the sea die down? Well, Jesus spoke to it. Mm, Yeah. But what did Jesus have to do to see that happen? Had to believe what he said. You believe that Jesus had to believe what he said? To have what he said? So if you don't believe what you say, you can't have what you say. Because God will not override your lack of belief in what you say to get you what he said. That Right? Did you find Romans 4? You were supposed to hold your finger there. Notice this. Oh, Lord. Whew. I'm seeding you with something tonight. I remember one time my pastor told me a story. And he said, he said, Dr. Lester Sumrall, he said, Dr. Lester Sumrall seeded him with television ministry. Dr. Sumrall had full-power television stations all over America, Hawaii, Hawaiian Islands. And he said, I got around Dr. Summerall, and I got seated for something that I did not even know was going to be ours all those years previous. Hallelujah. I want to be around people that are telling me, if you'll change this, it'll work that much better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Because you'll run into people and say, "Well, I'm believing, I've spoke to the mountain. I'm believing. Well, how's things going? Well, it's not better yet. But I thought you told the mountain to move. Well, you no, know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought you told the mountain to move. If you told the mountain to move, Jesus said it'd move. If you get up in the morning and you pull the curtains back on your kitchen window and the mountain's still staying there, you have to say out of your mouth, thank God, thank God that mountain moved. People come stand in the prayer line. Thank you, Father. Oh, uh, I'm going to have hands laid on me to heal me in the name of Jesus. Oh, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Seek a ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I receive. Oh, I receive. Next morning, what happened to church last night? Well, I had hands laid on me, but the pain's still there. I thought you believed what you said. In the healing line, you said healed. What changed? I'll tell you what changed. You don't believe what you said. don't believe what you said. If you say you're healed, are you healed? Based on what? The Word of God. But I said it. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did, Did you notice that in Matthew 8? He said, if I tell one to go, he goes. Has all authority been given to you? In heaven and in earth. Is that right? And, and he said because of all authority has been given to you, that you would trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing would by any means hurt you. So what do you got to do? Load your mouth with that. And when they start talking garbage and they start talking pandemic and they start talking diseases, you say out of your mouth, nothing will by any means hurt me. Glory to God. And guess what? You'll have what you say. Amen. Glory. Notice verse 17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. Genesis chapter 17 verse 5 is where God said that. And you know that he said that before there was any natural seed. But notice what God said. A father of many nations. I have made you. Hmm. How could God be certain? God believes he have what he says. Before him whom he believed even God, God does two things according to Scripture. He quickens the dead. He gives life to the dead. And he calls those things that be not as though they were. That's how God operates. How can God call those things that be not as though they were? He believes what he says. Remember what you're doing when you're calling something? What are you doing? Naming it. You know believers and I know believers. They're broke because they name themselves broke. They don't have... They're struggling because they've named themselves struggle. Uh, You know, during this pandemic, my business has just fallen off and, you know, just can't hardly make ends meet. See, you named yourself that. Because you're going to have what you say. Is that right? Whatever you say. It's not just negative and positive. If you say, listen, what you say is evidence of what you believe. And if you say business has fallen off, we're just struggling, Can't can't make much money anymore, you believe that. You believe that in your heart. And you're saying that out of your mouth. What you believe is what you say. And the fact that you're saying it means you believe it. So guess what? You're going to have what you say. You're going to struggle. You're going to have a hard time making ends meet, me. And people say, no, I'm not. If that's what you're saying, yes, you will. And there's nothing nobody can do about it. There's nothing. God, an angel, Jesus, nobody. Me, your mama, your daddy, your wife, your husband, nobody can do anything about it. Because you're going to have what you say. And you're going to have what you believe. Oh, glory. That's why, I say it again. Say, I'm abundantly supplied. Completely filled. Rich, rich, rich. Got to believe that. So he calls those things that be not as though they were. Notice, it doesn't say he calls things that aren't like they are. He says he calls things that be not as though they were. What is not in your life, then you've got to call it like it is. You've got to name it that. you got to name it that. When you say, I'm healed, you just gave yourself a name. What's your name? Healed steel? Amen. Hallelujah. What's your name? Andre healed of the Lord. Amen. Right, and that's not just being positive. You can speak positive words and lose. You got to believe what you're saying. Got to believe what I'm saying. That that'll make you check your mouth. Amen. I, I I'll talk to Christians and they'll go. I'll go. How you doing? Well, you know, pretty good. But you know these gas prices. No, what about them? I do not expect to be affected. Right? I mean, what are you going to do? Quit driving? I mean, that's one of the things they want. You know, they want to push that. Everybody don't need a personal car. Well, I thought that over, and I do, so I'm just going to keep driving. I considered it, and eh, not going to work for me. You got to call. Think about this, if, uh, if, uh, if uh, Pastor Larry is in the other room and Anna calls for him, now she's got to verbally call him because he don't answer his phone, so, <laughs> but if Pastor Larry's in the other room and Anna's in this room and she says, Larry, or whatever she calls him, Snookums. Sweet cakes. But whatever it is, What'd she do? Now, wait a minute. Here's a very simple example. Can she see him? He's in the other room. He's behind the wall. He's beyond the door. She can't see him. What is she expecting to happen? What she says. Larry, baby, come in here. She don't expect Larry to go, not coming. <laughs> no. No! You, you know what she's gonna hear? Yeah, what you need. Now, wait a minute. Very simple. What'd she get? what she call for? Right? She's not gonna call Larry and mama come. That's right. <laughs> hey, Larry, ¿qué pasó? No, no, it's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Hallelujah. You're calling. See, he isn't. He's not in the room. I need him in the room. What do I have to do? Pray? Lord, please make Larry come in the room. Father, I really need Larry. Father, in the name of Jesus, I need Larry so ba 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 Larry <laughs> He watching Sports Center or Andy Griffin or Bonanza Me T V. But here's the thing. But if she says, Larry, come in here. Oh, okay. Remember what the Lord told Charles Caps. He said, when you learn to believe what you say, the need for long, drawn-out prayers won't be. Because you'll have what you say. He told him in 1974 in Hickory, North Carolina, he said, I've told my people they can have what they say, and my people are saying what they have. And as long as you say what you have, you'll have what you say. And you can't change what you have till you say something different. And so I'm almost done. Bear with me. So what this has taken on in, in many of our circles is people, there are people that, that they would not say anything negative, but they're not calling for anything. you got to call for it, not just avoid being negative. I've had people stand in the prayer line, and I've walked down the line and prayed for them, getting ready to pray for them, and they'd say, well, uh, I say, what do you need? Well, I went to the doctor the other day. Okay, what did the doctor say? I I don't want to say a negative report. Well, then what am I supposed to agree with? (laughs) If you don't tell me, what do we know to call for? Well, I don't want to say the doctor said I had a heart condition. The doctor said it. I'm not going to have what the doctor said. I'm going to have what I said. And if I don't agree with what the doctor said, I can change what the doctor said. I'm not denying it. But that's not what I'm calling for. If you go to the doctor and they say, you got a bad heart. What do you call for? New heart. Is it prearranged? Is it prepared beforehand? Is it made ready and waiting? Right? I, I, I'm just trying to get this across to you. Do, you. do you think living with heart trouble would be a good life? Or the good life that God prearranged and made ready for you? I got a call for it. I say, I got a call for it. I got a call for it. Oh, Glory. There was a uh, a good friend of ours, they pastor a church in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh uh they had a situation in their church where uh uh there was a, a family. You may have heard this story, but it bears retelling. There was a family that had a, a a a little baby boy, not not very old, just just a little bit past newborn. And uh they were uh Mom was cooking one day, and she had a skillet with grease, you know down in Alabama, they like to cook with grease and uh and uh it was getting hot she hadn't put anything in it yet, and it was getting hot, and it was starting to smoke, so she wanted to take it outside and she went to to take that grease off the the stove, and the baby was in a carrier on the on the counter and when she turned with that grease, her foot slipped, and she dumped that. Pan of grease on her baby. Didn't just burn the child. It 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 burnt the child so bad it removed all the skin buds. And and the best way you can describe that is if you take, like, you know, when when they when they get ready to redo your yard, one time they came and redid my yard. They, they and they had to take the the, 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 the old existing grass off. Well, first of all, they killed the grass, and then they they came in with a bobcat and got below it and took all the grass out. There was no way to grow any grass anymore, because all all the seeds were gone. You had to get new sod, new, new seed. That's what the doctors explained. They said there's not enough skin on his body to do a skin graft, and even if we could, there's no skin buds. I mean, it had so, there were parts of his body that had just melted off. The doctor said, this, this child will never be normal. They said, he'll never have children. His, his body's just, well, they had a, obviously a word of faith church, praying church. And so they, they started praying. And, and my friend's mother was over the prayer ministry. And she was praying, and the Lord took her to a scripture in the book of Job. And and, and understand, it's not even a scripture that's talking about a human being. It's talking about Leviathan. And it said, his scales are hooked together and unmovable. Right? And she said, Lord, can I use that verse in this situation? And the Lord said, yeah, you can use this verse in this situation. They, watch, they started saying it. What were they saying? The word. But what do you get? What you said. And they started saying that. After a period of time of saying that and declaring that, the doctors came in. They were flabbergasted. Skin is growing. Where there's no possibility for it to grow. Now people will say. Wasn't that wonderful? Wonderful that they got what they said. God gets the glory. It's the power of God coming out of your mouth. But they could have quoted that scripture. And not believed what they said. Hallelujah. That the. Transformation was so radical in that child that in that burn unit, they had other families coming up to them. People that weren't even saved and saying, what's that verse? People got born again. People got saved. People got turned on to the things of God. And that baby left there normal. Completely restored. He's, He's up Young man, young adult now, doing well, doing fine. Why they got what they said? If you call it, you're naming it. Amen. Hallelujah. So you're not struggling. Your name is not struggle. Your name is not not enough. Your name is not broke. Your name is not sick. Don't name your finances broke or struggle or not enough. Don't talk about your finances that way. You're calling it. Amen. And you can have a full bank account and deplete it with your words. No, 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 no. My bank account's full. Every every reservoir I have is full to the overflowing in the name of Jesus. My investments prosper. My savings account prospers. My checking account is always fully funded in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He calls those things that be not as though they were. Calls them as though they were. Okay, Lord, I'll say that. Don't, don't, don't say things about yourself. You know, I can't remember nothing. Is that what you want? Now, I know that sounds elementary, but you just called yourself can't remember nothing. Hallelujah. How about if you say, I remember everything I'm told. Amen. Amen. I must be losing my mind. Is that what you want? Then how would you feel if people came up to you and said, hey, lost mine? <laughs> what? Why would you call me that? That's what you called yourself. Or if they came up and said, you lost your mind yet? Why would you say that? We well, you said you're losing your mind. You're just wondering if you lost it. Did, I mean, I'm trying to explain to you. Do you see how literal we would be if you really believed everything you said? Oh, I'm sold. I'm falling apart. Somebody walking behind you with a basket. What are you doing? Catching the pieces. You falling apart? Amen. Let's put Daddy in a home. He's falling apart. Hallelujah. I can't hear a thing. Why didn't you call me for dinner? You can't hear nothing. No sense in calling you. You can't hear nothing. So You just make do. Figure out when it is and be there. Now see, I I know that's humorous. I'm trying to be humorous. But I want you to see, do you see how literal? You've got to literally, you've got to take everything you say literal. Amen. Well, I feel like nothing's working out for me. But the Bible says that my feet are in a steady place and I will not slide. So The Bible says. So that's me. Amen. And and I don't have time to get into this tonight, but but that that's that's how you get what's in the faith dimension into the present reality is you're calling it. You're declaring it. Amen. Amen. I'll run into people and they'll say, I just I just don't know what, what we're gonna do if things get any worse. Well, they they might get worse. But if I have perfect knowledge of every situation, and I do, if the good life has been prearranged, made ready, predestined, and is made ready and waiting for me, then what am I expecting? Remember what Pastor Ron taught about your expectation? What are you expecting? You can't adequately apply faith if your picture's wrong. And if your picture is falling apart, you can't apply faith correctly. Hallelujah. I'll have what I say. And what I say is I'm blessed and healed. My, my, right? My family is secure. Your family is secure. You are building a financial wall around your family so strong, nothing can penetrate it. Glory to God. I've had people say, that's my financial philosophy about my life. I am building a financial wall so strong around my family, nothing can penetrate it. Nothing. Nothing. The Bible says this, at famine you will laugh. You got to believe that. Hallelujah. When somebody says there's going to be shortage, number one, I don't expect to be affected. Number two, ha, ha. Laughing, whole time you're filling that truck up. Ha 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 Woo! Ha. ha ha! It is the funniest thing you ever seen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, if you're ready to give tonight, that's your offering message. I just won't preach tonight. No, no, I did. I hope you received something out of that. I'm, I'm folks. I'm not being. Hard. I'm seating you with something. I know what it's like to have nothing. I mean it. I know what it's like to have nothing. When I got a hold of the Word of God, I had nothing, nothing. When 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 in night, when Pastor Michelle and I got a hold of the Word of God, we were living in a little rent house in Kansas City, Kansas. I still remember the address, 7548 Corona Street, Kansas City, Kansas. The people that had lived in that house before us, I don't know where they dirty or what they were. They, they, had, they had left buku roaches. Buku. Amen. We could, we could If we invited people over, we had to get there a good 15 minutes before them, get the lights on so all the roaches would get out of the way. Well, why didn't you go somewhere else? I couldn't afford anywhere else. It's the best I could do. I was believing God for $10 a month to buy a bus pass. I didn't have a vehicle to drive to work. I had to ride the bus. It's not so bad. You understand? I didn't have anything. I'd set, I'd set bug bombs off before we went to church on Sunday morning. Hopefully, try to kill some of the bugs. I didn't have nothing. Had nothing. When Pastor Michelle and I's first anniversary, when we lived in Kansas City, you know what we did? We went to Applebee's and shared a meal. And then we went and walked around uh, CVS Pharmacy. Waiting for the half-priced Steven Seagal movie to show up. Oh, you watched Steven Seagal? you did too. But my, my point is, That's a bad movie. Not not just bad like we think bad. It wasn't good. Boy can't act. But that's where we were. And we had to save the money up for that. The first pair of shoes I ever bought her, I bought her a Nine West pair of shoes. And they were too big. She had to stuff toilet paper in the toes to wear them. But we didn't have money for anything else. I know what it's like to be broke, broke, nothing, have nothing. And what I'm telling you is what brought me out. The night that I declared, I will never be broke another day in my life, everything started changing. I started talking to everything financially in my life, I would tell it, I'll never be broke another day in my life. Somebody would say, how you doing? I'd say, never broke another day in my life. Amen. Amen. I had people tell me, you're going too far. You in that faith stuff, you're going too far. Listen, if you have things you need, don't you let some unbelieving somebody tell you that you're going too far with the Word of God. You can't overdose on this stuff. The prescription for this is drink all of it you want, all the time you want. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I had people in the church I was going to make fun of me. I had them stand up in front of everybody and tell them that I was selling them a pipe dream, preaching about faith, that I was, I was just giving them a, a, a story. And these faith people need to come back over into reality. I didn't have nothing. I was believing God for everything. I was believing God for the food on my child's table. I got so tired of bill collectors calling that they would call and I just wouldn't answer the phone. I don't have no money. I don't have nothing. I mean, you can recognize their voice. You'd answer the phone and they'd say, Mr. Steele. Yeah, uh, how you you? I still don't have no money. Amen. Glory. But something changed. And I started seeing myself never broke another day in my life. That's so why it don't bother me when people, when people make cracks about what I drive and where I live and what I buy for my wife. You think I care? I don't care. I don't care what you think and I don't care what anybody else thinks. I've been so poor I didn't have a pot or a window. You know what that means? I didn't have a pot to put the trash in or a window to throw it out of. And God brought me out, God set my feet on a high place. God made me completely full, completely supplied, rich, rich, rich. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go back to poverty and sickness for anybody. I'm not going to go back because somebody doesn't think. Somebody tries to exploit something. I can't help if there's people crooked teaching about the things of God. I'm telling you, I live with you. I live in this city. You know I'm your pastor. You do what God's telling us and you'll come out. That's just the way it is. That's just how it will be. You'll have what you say. Glory to God. Can I share one more story with you? I was was preaching at my brother-in-law's church. They came into our fellowship. And I was preaching their dedication. And we were sitting in in his office talking before that service. And, and, And he had people from... All over the state that had come to help dedicate their building. And I'm dedicating the building. And we were talking. Because he used to sit in that little roach house with me. Not this kind of roach house. This kind of roach house. (laughs) Just to be clear. He used to sit there. And we'd talk about what we wanted to do for God. How we wanted to pastor churches for God. I was assistant pastor at a church. And he was uh, uh, help with the praise and worship team. And we would talk, he'd come over, my wife and, and, and my sister, uh, they would go to the women's meeting, they weren't married yet, and we'd talk about what we wanted to do for God. Hmm. And it seemed like everywhere we turned, everywhere we turned, people were telling us why we couldn't do it. Hallelujah. And we, man, we were rejoicing. Look at us now. Oh, Glory. Hallelujah. He got his own church. Growing and thriving. God put us over two churches. Growing and thriving. Hallelujah. Over a fellowship. Brought ministers to us so we could help them grow. That got ministers from other churches watching Pastoring Essentials and getting so much out of it. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hmm. You know where all that started? in a little roach-infested house with nothing, nothing, nothing. I had people look at me and say, who do you think you are? You're the bottom of the barrel, and you'll always be the bottom of the barrel. You've never been anything, and you're never going to be anything. See, I don't get what you say. I get what I say. I'm going to reference a song, and just don't get mad at me. Remember that song? It says uh, that the, the, the policemen came and the agents came and they cut and they burned and they cut and they burned and they cut and they burned and I just sit there and waved, sitting there on that sack of seed. That's what I did. i all just go on. I'm going to do what God told me. And one of these days, I will be pastoring a thriving, growing church. I will be helping people learn the principles of faith. I will be building their faith and framing their world by the word of God. In 20 years, I will still be building their faith and framing their world by the word of God. I will raise up a spiritual production center. I will touch city, state, nation, and world. And we will always be world changers. That settles the issue. I have what I say. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. You ready to give tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your seed, hold it up to the Lord, would you? Father, we thank you for the word of God that's come forth tonight. Father, I pray from the depths of my spirit, Lord, that something that I have said has seated your people with an expectation and a desire and a determination to see everything that you've promised us come to pass. Father, these are your sheep, the sheep of your pasture. Father, these are your precious jewels that you said in the word of God. Make up the ornament around your head. Father, I thank you for blessing them tonight. I thank you that the seed that they are sowing will without doubt produce a harvest up to and including a 100-fold return. And as they sow tonight, I call them blessed, I call them favored, and I call them healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen.